Welcome to Set for Life with Pastor Ray Jensen. You can find us at setforliferadio.com. Romans 10.9 says that if you confess with your mouth the Lord Jesus and believe in your heart that God has raised Him from the dead, you will be saved. So let's listen from God's Word, verse by verse, on how we can prepare for the coming of the Lord and Messiah Jesus, who died on the cross, so that you can be set for life. You'll be set for life if you give your heart and believe what He's done for you. You'll be set for life with the treasure stored up in heaven when you're through. You'll be set for life. I got to thinking a lot about prayer, and it's it's the way we communicate with the Lord. Prayer is a form of praise. You know, when you're praying, you're praising the Lord in that. And to understand the purpose of prayer, I think it's also important first to understand what prayer is not. Prayer is not bargaining with God. Prayer is not making demands of God. Who are we to demand anything of the Lord God? That's not what prayer is either. You don't use prayer just to ask God for something. There's a lot of people, they, they think that prayer is just for, uh, before meals, and that's the extent of their prayer life. Some people think that prayer is therapeutic, that it's like meditation, uh, some kind of a relaxing exercise for themselves. They think it's about them. Another one is prayer is not a way to control the Lord. And one case that they will use out of this in the Bible is when, it, when Moses and Israel, they were out sinning in the desert. It says the Lord was thinking, contemplating this act of wiping Israel off the map. And it says that Moses stood up and he pleaded with the Lord God. And then it says the Lord relented. And so a lot of people say that the prayer can control God. That's not what happened in that. The Lord was never going to destroy Israel. He made a promise to get them to that promised land. What the Lord did was he needed Moses to stand up and take a better leadership role than he was doing. So he mentioned this thing about killing them, which made Moses go, no, wait a minute. If you do that, then you can't fulfill your promise. And the Lord's like, okay, that's where I needed you to be in the first place. Okay, so the Lord moved Moses. Moses did not move the Lord through prayer. So prayer is not a way to control the Lord. We don't do that. And the biggest one. Prayer is a way to show off someone's spirituality in front of other people. Jesus talked about these guys, oh, they love to make a big show, and they pray aloud in front of a lot of people, and they make a big show of themselves to show how spiritual they are. Now, I will say that asking is part of prayer, but it is not the sole purpose of prayer. Supplication is asking, and I want to show you Philippians 4 and 6. It says, be anxious for nothing, but in everything, by prayer and supplication, that's asking, with thanksgiving, let your request be made known to God. So asking, that's not the sole purpose. I mean, we sit here and we pray and we ask the Lord God, Lord, I ask you for health, and that's okay. That's part of it. So asking's not wrong. It's very right. But that's not the only time you do it. God's not a genie in a bottle where you or a lamp that you rub the genie and the, the Jesus genie comes out and answers your wish and then goes back in the bottle. And that's the way a lot of people treat prayer or Jesus is, let me pray to you just long enough to get what I want. Thank you, Jesus. Now get back in the bottle and leave me alone while I live the rest of my life. 
He's not out to answer to our wishes, and nor is he a weak God who can be controlled by our prayers. He's more, he's almighty and we're not. Okay? And you can't steer him the way you want him to go with your prayer. Now, the best way to learn about the purpose of prayer is studying the example of Jesus during his ministry. When he walked on this earth, how he prayed, we need to look at that. So now I want to show you in John 17 and 20. He says, I do not pray for these alone, but also for those who will believe in me through their word. And so th- that is a, a case of Jesus was praying for others. Now, if you just say, Lord, thank you for my food. Lord, please bless me with a good income. Lord, please bless me with good health. And all. There's a lot of people pray like that. But submitting to God's will, the Father's will, that was another part of Jesus' life. That's what he did often. And it was highlighted in his prayer in the Garden of Gethsemane, in Matthew 26 and 39. It says, He went a little farther and fell on his face and prayed, saying, O oh, my Father, if it is possible, let this cup pass from me, nevertheless, not as I will, but as you will. So you can even see in his prayer, he was denying himself. He wasn't just praying for himself. And I think that's an important way that we all need to pray as well. Don't just pray for your will. Wait a minute, are you praying God's will? Did you know it's God's will to be in the body of Christ? It's God's will that we take the gospel out to people. It's God's will that we live as living sacrifices. And so that's good to pray God's will. Lord, wherever I'm not representing well, would you please help me to correct that? Lord, correct me so that people can see you. It's it's not always about you and what you're getting. It's about praying in agreement with his will. Lord, help me to Submit to your will. Lord, help me with your will. Not my will, but yours, Lord God. So with any request that we have, we have got to submit that to God's will. In our prayer, keep God's will in mind while you pray. So in addition to praying on behalf of other people and and also in God's will, prayer is also a way to strengthen our relationship with God. When you go hang out with your friends, or when we finally go have that shrimp at Joe's Barbecue, whatever it is. We're going to sit down, we're going to talk with each other. I mean, how would you like it if I went out to eat with y'all and didn't say anything and just sat there? Something's wrong. You got to talk. You got to communicate. There's a lot of people that say, I'm a Christian. They ain't talking. But, you know, with your friends, you have fellowship. You talk with each other. You have a good time and discuss things. So it'll strengthen your relationship with God in prayer. Now, Jesus, again, as always, he set the example and he prayed to the Father while he had his ministry. Let me show you in Luke 6, 12. Now, it came to pass in those days that he went went out on the mountain to pray and continued all night in prayer to God. Jesus and the Lord God, Jesus and Father God, they are one. You talk about a good, close relationship. Now, that, those, are, those are guys that are going to talk. Jesus Christ is God. Father God is God. But their relationship is so close, they are one. They're going to talk a lot in prayer. Okay, let me parallel that back over to us. When you believe in Jesus Christ and you get saved in him, he puts his Holy Spirit in you. Now you and the Holy Spirit are one together. You should have such good relationship with each other that you converse all day. You talk all day. You pray all day. Paul said pray continually all the time. I know some guys that pray all day, and sometimes they pray with their mouth moving like, uh, what was her name, Hannah did, and 
she she people looked at her and they thought she was drunk or something because her mouth was moving, but she wasn't really saying it. I've seen people do that. People that I know, they're praying all day long. Their lips are just moving, 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 and you don't hear them. You think they're nuts until you realize what they're doing. They're they're praying. And people who are in relationships, they will naturally want to look to communicate with each other. When I, when Anna comes home from work or I come home from work. We look to talk with each other. Again, like if I sat with you at the table and we shared dinner together and I didn't say a word, you'd think, man, something's off with him. If she came home, didn't say a word, we didn't ever talk to each other and just went to bed, never said a word, well, something's wrong. <laughs> you know, If you have a relationship with someone, you will naturally want to talk with each other. It will, you'll naturally want to communicate. And prayer is our communication with God. If you're truly saved in him, you're naturally, or I should say supernaturally, you're going to be inclined to want to, to pray. Other good examples in the Bible of those who spent time in prayer are David, Hezekiah prayed a lot, Paul prayed a lot, and we can look at their examples as well. Ultimately, the main purpose of prayer is not just communication. It's also worship. Like I said, it's an act of praise. It's, it's a worship thing. So when we pray to the Lord God, recognizing him for who he is and what he has done, that is an act of worship. You know, you can worship all day long. You don't need me standing here with a bass guitar and Byron over here with a with the acoustic and microphones and all that. And if you go to a giant big church, you certainly don't need smoke machines and laser lights and $250,000 soundboards and all that kind of stuff. You don't need that. You can just pray to the Lord all day long, and that's, a, that's an act of worship. Now, there's a lot of examples of prayer being acts of worship in the Bible. It's not just prayer. You ever read times when David was praying or somebody was praying, but it was a praise pray. Look at this, 2 Kings nineteen fifteen. Then Hezekiah prayed before the Lord and said, O Lord God of Israel, the one who dwells between the cherubim, you are God, you alone, of all the kingdoms of the earth. You have made heaven and earth. You could take that prayer and turn it into lyrics and make a song out of it. It probably has already been done. Some of the prayers that that are in the Bible have been turned into uh, worship songs for churches. Look at this, 1 Chronicles 17, 20. O Lord, there is none like you, nor is there any God besides you, according to all that we have heard with our ears. Psalm 86 and 12. I will praise you, O Lord my God, with all my heart, and I will glorify your name forevermore. For great is your mercy toward me, and you have delivered my soul from the depths of Sheol, which is the grave. Again, you could just about sing that. John 12 and 28. He says, Father, glorify your name. Then a voice came from heaven saying, I have both glorified it and will glorify it again. See, God answered that. You know, God answers prayers. Sometimes audibly, sometimes he'll say it, sometimes he'll just give you this inclination in your spirit that you'll want to do something that he is various forms of communication. Romans eleven thirty three. Oh the depth of the riches, both of the wisdom and knowledge of God, how unsearchable are his judgments and his ways past finding out. For who has known the mind of the Lord, or who has become his counselor? Or who has first given to him, and it shall be repaid to him. For of him, and through him, and to him are all things, to whom be glory forever. Amen. 
Okay. Praise praying. But how we pray should reflect on this purpose. Our focus should be on who God is, not on ourselves. And I think that's where a lot of people get their prayers wrong. Because you ask them, do you pray? Oh, I pray all the time. I don't doubt that you pray. But do you pray in praise to God for God? Do you pray to make God do something you want him to do? See, there is wrong. There is very wicked, evil, satanic prayers that are selfish based on just yourself. And we shouldn't pray like that. Prayer should focus on who God is under his submission, under submission to him, according to his will, not our own. And it's not about ourselves. Now, there's a model prayer that Jesus gave the disciples. And here's a model prayer, and it's going to have a few layers in it. Matthew 6 and 9. He instructs like this. He says, in this manner, therefore, pray. Our Father in heaven, hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our debts as we forgive our debtors. And do not lead us into temptation, but deliver us from the evil one. For yours is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. Amen. That's probably the one prayer that most people know from the Bible because you hear it repeated in different places all the time. And they know that one, but do they know the layers that are built into this prayer? This is called the Lord's Prayer. And it's got various elements. The first part of the prayer, it includes praise and worship of God. That's verse 9 that we just read. Praise and worship of God. The second part moves on to praying for God's will to be done. See, this is not my will. It's his will. You can't say, well, Lord, I, I want that. And Lord, I need you to do this for me so I can have something, which is how most people pray. This is about God's will, not our own. Okay. And that's verse 10. After this, there is supplication, asking for ourselves and others. That's Matthew 6, verse 11 through 12. So those two verses are about asking, not just for yourself, but other people as well. It's also asking for strength to deal with temptation. So you can ask, but it needs to be in God's will. And uh, the the temptation part was verse 13. Lord, help me to deal with temptation. I I had a problem with the little game on my phone. Lord, this is tempting me to waste my time that should be yours. So I took the game out and I said, I pray to the Lord, forgive me. Uh, Let's use our time a little better. Now, Jesus modeled this prayer for his disciples. That's including you and me. When I say disciples, I'm not just talking about the 12 who watched him do it. I'm talking about us as well. This is for us to learn from, and it shows us all the reasons for prayer with the central focus of worship. Do not just repeat this prayer verbatim and think you're really doing something. These are good words, but he said, don't just repeat over and over like the, like the pagans do. Know the layers in this prayer so that you can now pray with those same layers instead of just opening the book and our Father in heaven and just following it straight through. Make it your own prayer with these layers in it. So prayer is an important part of a Christian life, and our prayer life should be developed. Our prayer life should be constantly being utilized and being worked upwardly and demonstrated, and we should learn to live by prayer. We should have prayer active in our life. And not only does prayer affect our life, but it also affects the lives of other people as well. Your prayer life will affect other people. Whether you think it does or not, it will affect other people. 
because they see you doing it. Not only do they see you doing it, but they see how it affects your life. And they'll start wondering, how do you do this? How do What do you mean? How do I do it? How do you live through life the way you do and just keep going the way you go? I don't understand it. You say, well, first off, I have a prayer life. And they'll tell you, well, I have a prayer life too. Yes, but how is your prayer formatted? How is your prayer structured? Is it, oh God, I want that car. Let me have it. Oh God, look at that girl. Please make me uh, attractive to her or something like that. Lord, I'd like to have a a new surround sound in my house. How is your prayer structured? There's a lot of things people are praying for. It's simply not in God's will for them to pray that. And then they get upset. Well, why hadn't God answered any of my prayers? God answers prayers. Well, he doesn't answer mine. Maybe your prayers are wrong. It's a way to communicate with the Lord and grow in our relationship with him. And when you grow in your relationship with the Lord God, people are going to see that. And they're going to wish they had it. And you say, well, you can. How's your prayer life? Well, I pray all the time. Uh, yeah, before every meal, I'm sure. Father, thank you for this hamburger. Amen. And it's, you know, it's, yeah, thank him for our food, but uh, prayer's more than this. It's worship. It's praise. And so we should develop that and grow in our relationship with him. Now, the heart of prayer is an act of worship to the Lord. Guys, I just want to be found worshiping the Lord all the time. I want to be found worshiping him. And you know what? You can pray all day while you're doing your job do your job be concentrated on the job say lord while uh, while i'm praying to you help me with my job you can pray in your mind you can pray silently and keep keep that going and then watch what things happen make sure your prayers right though and structured properly and submission to him according to his will all for him and it's not about us right now god's word places an emphasis on the power and the purpose of prayer And that means it should not be neglected. If God is going to put so much emphasis, if the Lord Jesus is going to give us a model prayer, here's how a prayer is structured, here's what a prayer looks like, then that means we should not skip prayer time. We shouldn't neglect to do it. We shouldn't get caught up in so many other things that we don't pray. There is a uh, author, he summed up the purpose of prayer. He said the immediate purpose of prayer is the accomplishing of God's will on earth. The ultimate purpose of prayer is the eternal glory of God. It is not the glory of yourself. Lord, please give me that raise so I can be glorified. It's not about you getting glorified. How can you pray in a way that glorifies God? That's something I want us to think about today. Yes, I'm going to pray in supplication. I'm going to ask Lord God, help my back pain. Yeah, sure, I'm going to ask for these things, but I ask for these things in submission and in agreement to God's will. I want my back to get better so I can go do some mission trips again. I want to go back to Africa. I want to go over to Israel again. I I want to do some mission work. I want to get out there and walk and, and get out there and travel that I haven't been able to do for some time. So I'm not just asking, Lord, just heal my back so I can feel better. But, Lord, in accordance to your will so that I can glorify you, get me out there on the mission field and ask in that way. See what I'm saying? So the Lord's Prayer teaches us how to pray a lot more effectively. I want you to consider, as we get together to pray today, consider your prayer life. How is your prayer life? Is it very brief? Is it only at certain little scheduled moments? I mean, sure, we pray at restaurants and we hope people see us so that we can represent, but that shouldn't be the extent of your prayer life. The extent of your prayer life should not be limited to just praying in here at this church. 
Your prayer life should be constantly on all the time. I'll be driving down the road and I'll see a, I don't know, a traffic light and it'll remind me of something and somehow that I start praying because of a traffic light. I mean, you see things that just give you little reminders of things that are going on. Just start praying it. Just pray it. Just pray all day long. Be in God's word, though. Consume God's word and let that drive your prayer. I hope that today's example that Jesus gave you that we did from the, the, the Lord's prayer helps drive your, your prayer life. But we need to have it on all the time. I'm glad you come here to get together with me to pray together at this church. But when you leave here on the way home, put your cell phones down a little bit more often. Put your iPads down. Turn the TV off a little more often. It's wasting time. We need to have a developed prayer life that proves to God, Lord, we love you. I have people tell me all the time, oh, I love the Lord. Do you spend time with his people? No. Do you pray? Well, not hardly, but I do sometimes. They, they say they love the Lord, but they don't do anything that has to do with him. They don't have any fellowship with him. If they sat down and had dinner with the Lord God, they'd be like a, a weird stranger that doesn't want to talk. We need to be developed and mature in our prayer life. I'm going to keep going back to eating together uh, because that's where fellowship really happens. We're going to be eating this uh, Sunday. We're going to have our big potluck thing like we do. And uh, I want to see people talking. Can you imagine if everybody came in here and got a plate and sat down is dead quiet? Nobody said a word. I mean, how weird would that be? Well, well, how's your how's your life with the Lord God? How's your walk with the Lord? Are you not talking much? You ever hear them gossipers? Oh, did you hear that so-and-so and, and, you know, him and her, they're not talking much anymore. They're not talking. They're not talking. If we were to look at you from a Christian living standpoint and, and understood your prayer life, could we say, oh, him and God, they're not talking? I don't want it to be like that of us. I think we need to value our prayer life and understand what prayer is. And we just need to be thankful for the examples that the Lord God has given us in his word about prayer. Father, we thank you for your word today, Lord. We thank you that uh, you have, um, you want fellowship with us. You desire it. You enjoy it. It, it. Lord, it's just like any of me and my friends getting together and hanging out and having a good time together. We communicate and we talk and we discuss things. Lord, forgive us for the times when we put you on the back burner. Lord, I'm going to pray and I'm going to praise pray to you. And Lord, anything that's eaten into my time with you, teach me what it is and let, get, let me throw it out. Lord, teach us to cut out anything that gets in our way of being having a good developed fr- fellowship with you. We ask it, Lord, and we're going to pray according to your will. Not that we're controlling you, but Lord, we're going to pray for you to reveal your will to us. Lord, what do you want me to do with my life? Lord, what do you want me doing for you? What is the mission you have for my life that you want, that you have laid out ahead for me? I'm going to pray, Lord, you show me that. Then, Lord, I will ask with supplication the things I need to do that job that you have, that you have given for me to do. Lord, equip me with the things I need to do it. That's what I'm going to pray for. Your will, submission to you. Thank you for this study today, Lord God. I ask it all in Jesus' name. Amen. Okay. So we're done a little quick today, but uh, let's, let's get together and do our prayer time together. Consider these things that we learned today, and maybe it will change the way you pray. It's going to change mine a little bit, too. Thank 
you for listening to Set for Life. We hope you can join us next time, unless Jesus returns for us first. Set for Life is the radio ministry of Pastor Ray Jensen. We invite you to subscribe to our podcast at setforliferadio.com. Hi, this is Ray Jensen. Thank you for giving me the opportunity to encourage you in God's Word. If the Bible doesn't excite you, then you're not reading it. I want you to remember that you are not worthless. You are priceless. Messiah Jesus died on the cross to redeem you so that you can be set for life. You'll be set for life.